So, um, Jen and I are not public speakers. We don't like being up here, first of all. So, um, but we felt when we went out to, uh, to Reading, out to California, that the Lord was birthing something in our heart that we wanted to share. And we were going to share that Sunday that we had come back, and we wanted to try to put our thoughts together and have a little bit more time to share that with you guys. So, with that being said, um, this is in our real comfortable area of ministry, so we're kind of stretching ourselves in this. So, um, But I wanted to start out by saying that how many of you know that the kingdom of God is advancing, that we're always on the offense, we're not on the defense, our armor is on the front side, not on the back, you know, we're, the Lord has designed us, we're on the offense, so, um, but what matters is which way we're pointed, you know, because you're going to be effective whether you speak life into something or death into something, because the power of life and death is in the tongue, and so, where you're pointed makes a difference. If you're walking towards Jesus, that's the goal. That's where we always want to be pointed. But sometimes we can get off track and point towards someone, our situation. We can get off track and look around and become distracted and overwhelmed and things like that. So I just want to start out by saying that, and I'm going to just open us up with a prayer. Father God, I'm just thankful for this time to share to your people this morning. And I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would minister to each one here, that you would speak life into each one, that you would reveal lies that the enemy has um, put in all of us that that, that are there that you want to set us free from, that we would walk closer with you, that we would know who you say that we are, and that we would walk in the fullness of what Jesus, what you came and you died for. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would but a light to our path that we would walk this thing out and that we would, we would represent you well, Jesus. That when people see us, they would see you. And I, and I ask that you would help us to, um, to speak well, that our, that our tongue would, would speak life. And um, I just ask that you would just draw us closer to you, Jesus. And I ask that the, as, as, you, as we speak, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would um, give us the words to say. And I ask that we just give you complete control over this this service and just ask that you would do what you want to do here today in each one. In Jesus' name. If you will, um, we open up to Romans fourteen seventeen. We're going to start off with this scripture and see where God goes from there. What we're talking about today is we feel like of of um, God wants to impart more joy on our lives, um, and we we went to Bethel a few weeks ago, um, and it was funny. Joy like totally impacted all of us that we went, but as me and Brian were sharing with each other our experiences and things that God was speaking to us, it was like same page like he was speaking the same things he was speaking to me and so that's why we felt like we wanted to share this with our family here um so in romans fourteen seventeen says for the kingdom of god is not a matter of eating and drinking but of righteousness peace and the joy in the holy spirit 
So we, a lady there uh, spoke on this scripture in our um, community groups in the morning. And the way she explained it is like, you know, we hear this scripture before, but it's listing three things that the kingdom is. Righteousness, peace, joy. So if you break it down, joy is a third of the kingdom of God. And who here can say, I mean, I feel like there's so much more joy in store for us. Yeah, that's available. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of us haven't experienced God's fullness of joy. We've experienced happiness, which happiness is joy, and joy is two different things. Happiness is based on your circumstance. You might be having a great day that day, so you might be happy. You might have a crappy day that day, so you're not going to be so great to be around. (laughs) But joy is more steadfast. Joy is from the Lord, and joy is based, well, let's go back to this. I was reading on the internet, there was even this psychologist that had this um, quote. Let me get that real quick. I should have that up. So um, I want you guys to finish what I'm getting ready to say, the scripture. So the joy of the Lord is your, your strength. And so what I feel like the Lord's been highlighting to us and is that we need to focus on, we need to seek after joy. We need to, because joy is a choice. It's not, it's not um, things in the kingdom of God, we have to choose them. You know, um, salvation is a choice. It's, it's one big yes and then a bunch of little yeses constantly. It's a constant choice. It's a daily choice, just as well as joy is, just as well as peace is. So it's, it's, it's a positioning of our heart and in being in alignment with him, and then we agree with what he says about us. Yeah. So she um, says, psychologist, it says, Joy and happiness are wonderful feelings to experience, but they're very different. Joy comes when you make peace with who you are, why you are, and how you are, whereas happiness tends to be externally triggered and is based on other people, things, places, thoughts, and events. So joy is an inner. Happiness comes from an outer. And so happiness is going to go up and down, you know. But if we know who we are in God, who he's created us to be, who he is in us, Joy is steadfast. So also, um, when you think of the fruit of the Spirit, which I've, you know, when you research more stuff and go in detail in the Bible, you find out so many more awesome things. Um, So fruit of the Spirit. So the first one's love, and that's obvious. I mean, love is God, God's love, Jesus' love. But the second one, if you guys look, is joy. And I find that we were talking about this um, when things are listed in the Bible and just in general, a lot of times they're listed on like the importance of them. Things are li- if they're first or second, they're probably more important than the ones that are below. And I'm not saying all none of the, you know the other fruit of spirits like throw them out the door because they all work together. But it was just really intriguing to me that joy was second. And there's a lot of joy in the Bible and the verses that God is 
commanding us to have. Like he wants us to have joy. He wants us to have this fulfilling life that he died for. You know, he didn't die for us to have all this sorrow and sadness all the time, you know. And like I said, it, things happen that we can't control. And things, you know, like there's one, Chris Valentine, he's a great, but he mm. says when we were there, he says, um, we can't help what we see, but we can help how we, how we see it. So when a situation comes, we, you know, something that's out of our control, um, anything that happens that's sad, but we can control how we see it, what we take from that situation, what we view from that, what we learn from that, what we grow from that. So how many of you guys have been in church more than, let's say, 10 years or so, by show of hands? How, ma- how many of you have been in church longer than 10 years? Been coming to more than 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of us would say that. Um, and one of the, so, so we know a lot of the scriptures. We grew up, a lot of us grew up in church. We know a lot of the scriptures that talk about joy. But it seems like one of the big stumbling blocks is how we see ourselves determines how we receive from what the Lord would give us. And so um, everyone is significant in the kingdom of God. And everyone has value. Um, and I want, I want you guys to um, just close your eyes. And I just want you to picture yourself. Um, just just, just kind of quiet yourself just for a second. Close your eyes. And I just want to declare something over you. And then after I declare it over you, I'm going to ask you to declare it over yourself. I want... Um, So I just want to declare to you that you have value and that you are extremely significant in the earth today. And I also want to declare to you that the earth is a better place because you are in it. Now I want you to say those words about yourself. And some of you may have an easy time saying that. Others of you will have a hard time saying that. But when you declare things, you agree with what heaven says, not with what you think and not what other people have told you. You agree with what the Lord has told you. So I just want you to declare for yourself that I am significant. That I have great value. And that the earth is a better place because I'm in it. And um, that's one revelation that the Lord showed me while I was there, was especially that last little part, that the earth is a better place because I'm in it. And I found myself even saying that daily. And that's been really freeing. And it's some things we get free from it like instantly. And other times it's a process. We have to continually to choose. We choose. We fix our eyes on what the Lord says. We fix our eyes on things above. We fix our eyes on Jesus. And we don't listen to the, the things that the enemy is saying, the, the situations. We don't let the waves around us in the storm determine, you know, the, the Lord is set before us. And we're going to keep our eyes fixed on him. And it's very hard. It's very hard. I'm not going to lie to you and say, it's, oh, it's just easy. You just say these words, and it just works. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's not easy, but we do declare because the power of life and death is in the tongue.
Yeah. Um, joy demands repetition. If you want something that's in your life to stay, it demands repetition. It's something that you work towards every day. You um, choose every day. Like he said, we chose salvation. Joy is something that we choose. And when we choose it and we can understand it, oh, my gosh, it's like, ah, it's like, God, thank you, you know, so much. Um, it's what consumes your thoughts will, de- will determine your day. So if you're going along your day and it's, oh, this is wrong and my kids are driving me crazy. <laughs> Believe me, I've said that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's what you set your mind on is how your day is going to finish. And what a blessing that we can set our mind on something that's higher than us, that can take care of us, that can love us stronger and more in depth and higher and longer and than anything else or anyone else. And we know who we can rely on. And we have that goal, then the joy comes, you know, because it's in us. Um, and it's not how... You feel in the moment. Um, just take Peter for an example. When Jesus was going to die, and Peter was like one of his best disciples, he loved Jesus so much, but he still denied him three times. Do you think Jesus looked at him and said, Oh, you're a traitor. That's who you are. No, he still loved him. He still wanted to be in relationship with him. He still wanted him near him. And so it's like it's your worst day does not define who you are. You can't say, oh, I did this today, so I must be this person. Or No, it's God has planted his identity in you, not what you think about yourself. So I guess I'm going to say, but not about that. Okay, um, so, uh, but this is a funny thing. And you know how pe- people say, you know, you know, the devil is a stealer. He's a destroyer. He's going to come and set things up in motion. Um, Chris Valentine said this funny thing, but anyway. He's like, you know, the devil has already been disarmed, and he's been defeated by God. He has no arms, and he has no feet. So he has no place to stand, that's funny. right? So, yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Right, yeah. so that was so funny. It was a funny little thing. But if you think about it, if he's already been defeated, what can he stand on? What, can, what does he have to stand against you? You know, if you're already with the person that's claimed the victory, because yeah, who, who's all the authority been given to? Who did Jesus say that all authority has been given to? To us. So what authority does the devil have? Only what we give him. By, by what? Power of agreement. By agreeing with what he's saying. Not what the Lord's saying. So, um, again, the joy thing is you have to choose to look through the lens of joy. And we talk about lenses a lot in Sozo. And it's a very good tool because sometimes we think our, um, sometimes we always think we're right. 
You know, we look at a situation and, and you know, we think, oh, that's that because of that way. And everybody has different lenses that they're looking through. And my prayer is to look through a lens of joy, always. And so instead of looking through a lens of unforgiveness or a lens through hate or ungratefulness or bitterness, to wipe those lenses off and put the lens of joy or put the lens of love on, and you, we will see things much clearer and much more different than if we did not do that. So. Um, this week the Lord was showing me, I wrote this little paragraph down. Um, a lot of times when I'm working in my shop during the day, I have you know, music playing and the Lord will speak to me. And I've learned um, through the years to stop because I'll just like, oh, I'll remember that and I'll write it down. How many, how many have ever had a, the Lord tell them something and forget or have a dream and say, oh, I'll write that down when I wake up in the morning. You can't remember anything. You know, I have that happen a lot. Um, and so I'm, it's still a process. But so I, I, he started speaking to me about this, and so I stopped, and I went over to my notepad, and I just jotted down this little paragraph, and I want to read it to you. Um, some of you believe that you have been going through storms that have been limiting or stopping your joy. You see that the storm has been pulling that away. But, what the, but that is a lie. There is always joy. And I felt like the Lord was saying, you, you feel like the circumstance has, you believe the lie that the circumstance has, um, has power over the joy that you have in your life. And that's not true. And so um, what I felt like the Lord wanted, wanted us to do was just to, just to pray. So we're going to pray right now just for a few seconds and just ask the Lord. Um, I want you to ask the, just close your eyes and ask the Lord, is there any lies is there any lies that you've been believing that's been stopping your joy? So just spend just a few seconds and just ask the Lord that. If there's any lies that you've been believing that are stopping And usually I found that when the Lord speaks to you, it's, it's so fast. A lot of times as soon as you think, it's actually he already says it as soon as you ask. So sometimes some of you might think, I'm not hearing anything, but you actually have already heard it, or you feel something in your, um, your mind already goes to something, but you didn't hear it, you have a thought. Um, and so I just want you to, if, if the Lord has shown you something, I just want you to just pray, and you can pray out loud, you can pray to yourself, and just say, Lord, I, I, I give you this lie of whatever it is, situation, a circumstance in your life, something that someone told you, we could be a bunch of things, just just confess that and just give it to him. Say, Lord, I, I confess this lie to you. I, I didn't know, you know, and he's not condemning you. He wants to set you free, and that's why he brings that to your mind. So I just want you to just, just give that over to him, just whatever he said. And then I want you to ask him what the truth is. What he says the truth is about joy in you. Ask him what he says.
because his opinion is the one that matters. And then with the truth that he has given you, I want you to say over yourself, like turn that into a statement, whatever he said, and just say that over yourself. Agree with him. Basically, you're just making a verbal agreement with what you feel the Lord is telling you the truth is. So I feel like um, for us, personally, let me get through this. God is setting us on this path and road for joy because had a um, pretty rough year last year. So I feel like he's really restoring what we lost. And as I'm sitting here, I feel like he's saying he wants to restore what we've lost here. And joy is one of those things. We have to be intentional in choosing joy. We can't let the things in our past and the things that we're going through steal it. Um, I'll let him share this in a minute. But God showed Brian something about setting the joy before you. And when he was when I think about it, it's, you know, we go through rough times. Everybody does. And an example would just be like giving birth, labor. I'm getting ready to go through some pain. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Not a lot of pain. I'm claiming that in Jesus' name. <laughs> um, but to know what I'm going to have at the end after that pain, it's totally worth it. Exactly. The joy, I'm setting, God set, when he gave us this baby, he's setting the joy before us. 
And to think and to have that goal in our mind, all this stuff that I have to go through, it's going to leave. You know, I won't remember it. But we have to be intentional to choose the joy every day. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So the Lord shared, with, shared this with me about a year ago, and I think I've shared it before. Um, and I didn't really even, when we were putting our notes together, um, I didn't even, I started looking back over this last year, and he's been talking to us about joy for like exactly this, what we're talking about for a good year now, almost preparing, preparing our hearts. And so um, he began to show me about, um, about Jesus and how Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was praying. And he said, Lord, if there be any other way, take this cup from me. And then in the same sentence, he says, but not my will, yours be done. And then Romans talks about Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And so what was the joy? The joy was us. So in the moment in the garden, I believe, that when Jesus asked if there's any other way, and between that and not my will but your will be done, I think the Father began to show him faces of people. Not that he didn't want to do it, but I believe that's what happened. He began to show him us, and it was for the joy that was set before him. And we need to set, we need to set ourselves up for joy. Amen. We need to put it in front of us. We need to focus on it, just like love, just like any other thing in the kingdom. We need to focus on that. We need to set that before us and make that the goal in alignment with Jesus, but but we have to set ourselves up. We, we're, we're not just going to accidentally do this well. We will, we, you'll do what you're called to do to some degree, whether you know it or not, if you just walk life out. But you won't do it well, and you won't do it with a purpose. And you won't be as effective. And so my prayer has always been from a young child, has been, Lord, I want to make a difference. I want to impact your kingdom. I want people to come to know you. And he has shut a lot of doors in my life. I went down... Door, roads of trying to go into ministry and people said I was going to be a pastor of a church and all this stuff so many times and I start going down those roads, got shut the door, got shut the door and now he has me in business and that's what I feel like he's anointed me for and that's what I feel like he's called me in but the, the, the anointing that's on your life isn't determined by who's up here speaking, who's leading worship a lot of times we, we pigeonhole God into this little area but it's like what about the rest of life how much time do we spend working in our life like, and how many people work with godly people and bosses that help them and empower them and push them in, into their calling, you know? And that's what I feel like the mandate on my life is. The main mandate is for me to develop and have businesses that are going to train and equip people to walk in who they're called to be and who the Lord says that they are. Um, but, but I need to set that joy before me. And say, this is, this is what the Lord's called me to do, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. Um, when we were just praying there, just towards the end about um, joy, um, I don't know if you guys 
feel it, but I'm, I'm a bit of a feeler. I can feel when the Lord moves in and stuff's going on in the room and uh, pretty well. Um, there was a lot of you, and I almost started saying this then, there's a lot of you that were getting free right then, like that you were getting free. The Lord was speaking to you, you were hearing what he said, and you were declaring that of yourself, and you were getting free. And there was this rise in the spirit in this room. Um, and I feel like a lot of times we can very easily just go through the motions. We can come to church and do our thing, and then now, okay, church gets out at 12, well, I'm going to go here and do this, and then everything just becomes this wheel that turns. But this is a sacred time of, of all times are, but this in particular, when we get together as a body, um, to encourage one another, to speak life to one another, to help one another where we're weak, because we're all, we're all going to, God's designed us where we all have, we all have flaws, we all have um, weaknesses, and we all have great strengths as well, and we make the body up together. And so I just want to encourage everyone just to come together, like, and it takes being vulnerable, and it takes being open, and sometimes, most of the time, almost always, it's messy, and we find out, like, the Lord... There's things that maybe we believe a lie about this, and then it gets infected, and it makes it just relationships hard. It is hard, but it's always worth it. Um, so I think, um, okay, so I feel like God's telling us to step out of the way now, so He's wanting to do some stuff here. So, um, I'm going to move when the Holy Spirit moves. Yeah. I'm, trying to figure, I'm just trying to figure out how he wants to do this. Not figure out, but... Um, okay. So, I feel like God wants us to just declare some more things over our lives. And I would really encourage everyone to be open what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Tim. <laughs> I feel like, um, I know, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, some people are still, gets a little scared or nervous or, you know, um, but... I feel like he wants to bring a sense of freedom here. Mm-hmm. Like when he shows up, he wants freedom to come with him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that looks crazy. <laughs> um, but he wants people to laugh. I mean, he wants people to feel his love. I know, I know it's not all about emotions and how you feel or what people say, but sometimes it is. Because that's how we react to things. It's our body, you know. So if he, if he, if you feel so much joy, if we pray and you just want to laugh, it's okay, you know. Just laugh. It, there's a freedom that comes with it. That when you just laugh, or um, or when you you want to cry, or you just want to kneel, or you just want to sit. I mean, in His presence, it's whatever God wants you to do. Um, but I would like everyone to close their eyes first, and we're going to declare some things that he's telling me to declare over you. 
and you guys are doing an agreement. You're declaring these things over yourselves. And then we're going to have prayer time. Mm-hmm. And I encourage anyone that wants prayer up here, but if you want to pray together in your seats with each other, you know, we're family. You know, we're here for each other, you know. Yeah, don't, don't miss out on in any opportunity to draw closer to the Father. Like, so, so I just want to encourage all of you, don't, if you walked in carrying things, leave them here. Yeah. Like, if you need something, you need whatever you need, come to someone that can pray with you and don't leave here the same way you came in. Leave here encouraged. Leave here full of life. All right, so if everyone close their eyes. I'm going to pray first, and then I want people, you guys to repeat after me some things I want feel like God's wanting to declare over you. God, we just, um, gosh, we just thank you for your time, your time that you give us and your presence that you give us and your love that you give us and just caring for us and being there for us. Right now, Lord, we just open up our hearts like a treasure box. We just want to open it up so you can fill it right now, Lord. Help us to receive what you're wanting to do here this afternoon, Lord. God wants to declare over you. So you guys are going to repeat after me, even if you believe it or not, because when you declare things, it's speaking them into existence. So I am a joyful person. Joy comes easy to me. Joy comes easy to me. No matter what I go through. No matter what I go through. I can always count on the Father. I can always count on the Father. Joy is my steadfast. Joy is my steadfast. <laughs> I love joy. I love joy. Joy is a part of my life. Joy is a part of my life. And will always be a part of my life. And will always be a part of my life. Because I know who I am. Because I know who I am. I know who he's made me to be. I know who he's made me to be. Because I am in him. Because I am in him. And he is in me. And he is in me. We have um, the ministry team come up, please. You want to say something, Stan? Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, all right. This morning, um, I woke up and um, I had this pain right around my hip here. And... Um, my left hip and um the whole time while while they were speaking um the lord kept telling me that somebody's left hip has been bothering them really bad and um so if that's you i want you to come up here so i can pray for you so 